Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Back on Your Tech Report, Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you each and every single week. Follow us online. It is at Your Tech Report on all our social media. I'm going to give yes, up the email is. address, which is super important because we're giving away a TCL 5G phone. And I'm going to awesome. get into more of that a bit later, Mitchell. Am I eligible? You're not. Great. <laughs> Great. Good news. Good to know. How you uh, doing, Mark? I- I'm good. Are you ready to be? Can I go on a rant right now? Because Absolutely. it's not really a ra- it's rant implies that it's just me blabbing away, which I've been known to do over the years we've been doing the show. This is going to be more of an interactive rant. So an interrant is that good? Uh, I'm good or with that. Let's in- go. Ranteractive. Okay, so we use terms on this show a lot, and uh, I-, I try and explain things as we go along because you know not everyone knows everything, or they may not know a term that we use, especially if we're using a yeah. tech term. We try to make sure that our language as well as our show is accessible to everyone, right? Correct. We use a term that I think a lot of people know, but maybe people, maybe some people don't. And I'm going to clarify it now because this conversation revolves around the term, a company cannibalizing its own sales. Now, when we use that term a lot, does, is a company going to cannibalize their own sales? And what that means is when a, when a company has a lower price product that is so good that it competes directly with a higher level product of the same kind that they make, and why would people buy the more expensive one when the less expensive one does so much? Okay. You mean like, like for example, like a Mac Pro, for example, and a Mac. Let's Studio. not even, dude. Why do you take my thunder? You're like <laughs> you're like the reverse of Zeus. You're like the anti-Zeus. You take my thunder, or the anti-Thor, I should say. Right. Okay, okay. Okay. So, like we talked about it a while ago on the show, we were talking about BMW and Porsche, and you know, making making a car that was so good and so powerful, so fun to drive. Why would they? Why would you buy the more expensive one? Totally. When the one that costs twenty thousand dollars less drives yeah. just as well, just as fast as all the bells. So we've talked about, that's what we talk about when a company and a lot of, a lot of companies over the years, we've talked about, well, is this going to cannibalize their sales? If you make a lower end television, that's so good. Why would they spend 2000 to get your higher end TV, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So Mitchell, you can, let's go you to, can, you can slow down. I know it's a rant. No, I'm all worked up. Do not, <laughs> do not try and derail this train, my okay. friend. Okay. So I'll slow down so people can understand what I'm saying. Let's go to fast forward to this Apple event. Where well, I'm sorry, this non-event where all of a sudden they just started releasing stuff and we're like, oh, they just released new uh, Mac, you know, a Mac Mini. Let's get one. The Mac Mini in particular, Mark. The new Mac Mini. People that don't know, we did this on the show uh, several weeks ago, talking about the new Mac Mini, the new Mac line of products that have the new M2 chip, and more specifically, the M2 Pro and M2 Max chips. Okay. Okay. So I've been saying for years, I've I just wish they'd make like a Mac Mini Pro. Why couldn't they do that? Well. The Mac Mini with an M2 Pro chip is, for all intents and purposes, that Mac Mini Pro I've been waiting for. Correct. That lives somewhere in between the base Mac Mini yes. and the new Mac Studio, or the not-so-new Mac Studio, but the new-to-some Mac Studio. Now, the current okay? computer that you have now on your desk before any of this announcement was a? Was the M1 Mac Mini, okay. which I bought as a bridge product to get me to the product that I wish they would have made. Understood. Okay. 
because originally I got the Mac Studio. I was like, oh, it's overkill. I don't really need that. I'm going to wait till they come out with a Mac Mini Pro in air quotes. Okay. So I have this M1 Mac Mini, 16 gigs of RAM, the M1 chip, which is phenomenal, by the way. I don't think people realize how powerful the M1 chip really is, unless you've tested it, done video editing, audio editing. When you push this thing, I've, I've or anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So they announced this. Mark, I, I, Mark knows this. I nearly sprained a wrist pre-ordering my Mac Mini with the M2 Pro chip. Yeah. I spec'd it out and I was kind of like, wow, you know, this Mac Mini with the M2 Pro chip starts at what starts at 1299 or 1499 and then goes up from there when you put the slightly higher level m2 pro chip in there when you put the 32 gigs of ram because now the m2 pro chip allows 32 gigs of ram you spec it out to two gigabytes of internal memory which isn't even the max but still when all was said and done i was looking at a computer that was about and this is us dollars around 2600 and change or 2674 to be exact okay about like 3200 yeah okay sure so the computer arrives. I'm all excited. It gets here. I plug it in. It's great. It's fast. It does everything I wanted it to do. And then I'm thinking to myself, huh, as I'm sitting there using the computer, not just like looking at the benchmarks and going, okay, it's 30% faster here, 20% faster here. Actual and this use. Comes yeah. down, actual use. And this comes down to the question where people ask, well, what do I need? Is this the computer that's right for me? And we always tell people, I've heard you say it too, Mark. How are you going to be using this product? Tell me what you're going to be using your computer for. Are you just using it for email? Are you using it to stream, you know, or stream media? Are you going to consume media on it? Are you going to do editing on it? Because that plays an important role in making your decision, whether a computer is overkill, not enough, or something in between, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I, I've been using this M1 Mac Mini that's been 16 gigs of RAM. Again, is that the, you know, could I use more RAM? Sure. But what am I using that RAM for? I'm, I'm using Final Cut Pro to edit our videos when we do stuff on YouTube, if I do something for family, whatever, okay? I know you're looking at, oh, you should be making more YouTube videos. You don't really do that. I saw the look. I'm not stupid. Didn't I get it. Didn't say a word. You didn't have to say a word. <laughs> you the, the nasty eyes. We'll call you nasty eyes of Lalo. Yeah. So, um, and I use it occasionally for editing video. I'll, I'll augment that. Thank I you. use it for a lot of audio editing. That I do all the time. And I like having a powerful computer that I don't have to wait for it to, you know, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. I like things to be snappy. <laughs> yes. I, I hit, I hook, I have to do the yield timey thing. Hook up the M2, Mark, it, M2 Pro. It's it's great. It's fast. It's doing everything I want. And I, and I sat there and I said, huh, let me do all the things I would normally do. And I edited a video of a, and I'm thinking, yes, the benchmarks tell me. The benchmarks show me. The numbers screen, say something, yes. The numbers, the numbers say what I used to get uh, 7,000 on and now get 11,000 on. What I used to get a 1,700 for single core performance in, you know, Geekbench 5.0, I now get, um, 17, I get 1950 instead of 1700. So yes, there are incremental single core and larger, you know, all, all in, all in with my all multi-core performance. There is performance yes. boost. There is performance boost in the graphics performance, Mark. But here's the problem. Does it change the way that I work from day to day? Is my workflow, is my life being helped by this new computer? Because I can see substantial gains in it's saving me time. It's saving me energy. It's saving me. It's saving my eyes because the displays are so much better. And at the end of the day, Mark, let me guess. The answer is yes. No, no, I could not. I could not in my own mind feel good about spending twenty seven or twenty six hundred and seventy four dollars on a computer that on paper I know performs better, but didn't really help my workflow in a way that was meaningful to justify that price. Now, if my computer died and I had to get a new one, of course, I'd get 
one of the new ones with the M2 Pro, or if suddenly my job description changed and I had to do so many, I was multitasking stuff and 3D animation. Yes, where where I was doing 3D animation or I was editing videos so often that that rendering time, cutting off a minute or two here and there was really meaningful to me. But because I don't do that, it wasn't as meaningful to me. It was just a more powerful computer than in a daily basis. I didn't really get to see the gains on because I don't use it that way, computer. And that's why I returned my M2 Pro Mac Mini. And I wonder, going right back to how I started this, I'd say conversation, more of a monologue, how I started this monologue, which is, are they, is Apple cannibalizing their own sales, not intentionally, but because that M1 chip is so good, is it going to incentivize people or the right people to go to that M2 Pro, M2 Max? And is it more important than ever to figure out before you make this purchase? Here's the real thing, Mark. Is it more important than ever before you put out your hard-earned American, Canadian, or wherever you're listening to us, dollars, to make sure you are going to see those gains before you upgrade if you were already an M1 user? Thoughts on my ramblings? I think that you make a, an incredible point that in, in terms of, you know, there's different types of users that buy these computers, right? There's people, mm-hmm. obviously, who need a computer and need an upgrade, and they're just going to go out and buy whatever's the latest and greatest today. Coming from, especially with these these new chips from Apple, coming from a generation where this M1 has just absolutely blown competition out of the water and really, really kind of changed the landscape. Yeah. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly with your point. And the fact that you're able to consciously say, I'm not going to look at the numbers and the benchmarks here. Let's see how this actually works, I think is a testament to to exactly what Apple's doing. And I don't, I, I honestly don't know how intentional it is. I think it might be that they they know things that we don't in terms of they're setting up their future product lines right. for the near future for something that when it's finished and when they're done, which will never be the case because it'll never be done and finished, will look somewhat normal. And they have to go through this. It's like puberty. They got to go through the awkward growth when your voice is changing and you get the pimples. I don't know what you're talking about, Mark. Yeah, exactly. It's really awkward, yeah. And they're in that stage now. And we're not really sure what to think about them, but hopefully they're going to come out and look like a really handsome a handsome product at the end of the day. I can't believe yeah. I just managed to compare Apple to a puberty. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, it's, I'm trying to get past that. Distur- it's not the most disturbing thing we've ever done, by the way, but go ahead. <laughs> exactly. But I think that's I think that's where they are right now. I think we're waiting the pro users, just like they were five years ago, are waiting to see what's next for the Mac Pro. The uh, the reporters out there are basically out saying, oh, well, the the Mac Pro might not exist anymore because look how good the Mac Studio is. I read that, um, absolutely. So there are lots of rumors floating around. And at the end of the day, there's only one company and only a select few number of people that really know what that product lineup's going to look like. And I think that we may be looking back at this conversation with a little bit more clarity when those things are released and do come to fruition. Not to pat myself on the back because I wouldn't do that. Cause actually it really hurts with all my shoulder issues. But do you remember a couple of weeks ago, I said to you, huh, I can envision the Mac pro the studio becoming the Mac pro. Yes. And the conversation sort of went like, well, pro users like to be able to swap their cards out and everything, but pro users have changed. The definition have, of a pro oh, user has changed. The people that like swapping, those, you know, high-end NVIDIA yeah. or AMD cards, that's a very, very small sampling. The pro user now have become the high-end content creators. So that's the market yeah. that the pro, that's the new pro market target, don't you think? Well, the, it's definitely not the server base and the businesses because they don't make that stuff anymore. But I right. think it's like some of the animation companies and some of those people that are doing high, high-end rendering, which they can do on the Mac Studio. And I think we might see 
Um, we might see something interesting come out of this. I think we might see if they don't stick with this this tower-based computer, I think we may see that Mac Studio design, that double double-sized Mac Mini, become the new Pro with a new outboard piece of hardware that people can pop in their own chips and do things with. Have the ability to do an external GPU where they can hot swap exactly. whatever they want. An Apple branded one. Sorry, I'm, that's I'm patting made, myself on the back. An Apple branded one that maybe comes with its own M2 chip that's powered, you know, powering that almost separately, so you can quadruple the power or just oh, that's focus genius. all this processing on rendering or whatever you have in that. So imagine that you could have a Mac Studio sitting on your desk, connected to this rack mount thing that's in a rack somewhere that has its own processor, its own expansion, whatever you want to do with it, and you know, you're not spending $20,000 unless you want to spend 20000 You buy the base computer, right. however you want to configure it. Let's say it's eight $9,000 because it's a pro model. And then you add on this other thing and you configure that however you want it and you get that expandability. I think that we, that could be the future. Well, Apple has already actually sent set a template for this sort of future by putting a processor in their monitors. And exactly. they're high-end studio exactly. displays. They have monitors yeah. as well. So, I mean, they have processors as well because the idea, Apple is smart about this. They are becoming modular, but modular with different products, not modularity in terms of being able to swap things out of your computer, yes. but modularity in that your monitor will have a chip to offset some of the work from the GPU or CPU in your computer. Your external GPU and we talk people that don't know what that is. You know, there, if you sometimes, you know, you have the, the, the graphics, graphics card in, in an external, yeah. dis, you know, instead of having it built into your computer, which is not it, you can't do in a Mac mini or even a Mac studio. You have an external enclosure that you can swap in and out the highest, the best NVIDIA cards or AMD cards whenever you want. It's the best of all worlds. And I think that's the future that we're looking at. And I really do think the new Mac Pro will have a form factor more similar to the Mac studio than to what we know is yeah. the Mac Pro. So just the now now fast forward to that world, if that does come to fruition, those creators of the world who focus all this energy on rendering and graphics rendering and graphics power, imagine you can build your models on this base computer and then push it to that external enclosure to render. It's still an extension of your computer, but it doesn't bog down anything. So you can continue designing and editing in 8, 8K and whatever you want while that's doing all the hard work rendering, and it doesn't affect you in any way, shape, or form on resources. This could be a very, very interesting scenario. And I think this new future that we're talking about, this new modular, this future of modularity when it comes to work, if I could say modularity without sounding like I was drunk, um, it really is smart with the way today's business workforce is working, because if anything, if COVID has taught us anything, is that people don't have to be in an office to get to be productive, to get their work done. Offices no longer have to lease enormous spaces and pay for those enormous spaces when their people are being productive from home. Yep. So having a workflow that's not only accessible, but also portable. Being able to take a smaller, more modular setup, move it from place to place, it's not just laptops anymore. People can now take their desktops and be modular without having yeah. those. Remember those LAN parties? People used to drag their PCs to their friend's house. <laughs> well, now for work, you know, for creators especially that are on the road that are, you know, we've seen, we've seen Marquez Brownlee and, and some great, great creators on YouTube that just take their kit with them. Yeah. And imagine how great it is to have a portable machine that you're not having, you know, you don't have to break your back carrying. So anyway, that was my that was my little rant dealing with this. And that's not to say people, if you need that extra power, if you benefit from, like I said, if you have the kind of job or the kind of uh, hobbies or lifestyle that needs every extra ounce of horsepower to make those videos render faster, to buy you more time to get to the things in life that you want to do more of, that's great and that's for you. But I think there are a lot of people that don't necessarily know that 
the M1 is going to be good for so many people for a long time. Now let's see how long, or even the base M2 without going with the Pro or the Max. Yeah. The base M2 is going to be great without spending the extra money. So make sure you know before you buy how you use your computer, who you're buying it for, how they use the computer. You could save yourself literally thousands of dollars on a computer just by knowing how you're going to use it. The more you know. Brought to you by Mitchell Whitfield. It is your Thank tech you. report. He is Mitchell. I am Mark. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Your tech report will be right back. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. Had all, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Kids. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.